Good evening, Patriots. And it's Sunday, October 7th, uh, 7th, 2nd, 2nd, October 2nd. I'm not doing time warps. In the year 2022, thank goodness, man, I'll tell you, the last month went fast enough. Patriots, right now, in the craziest times we are in, and they are crazy times, we need to make sure you're stocking up on food. And that's very, very important. That's why I'm so happy to have brought on, as a new sponsor, My Patriot Supply. So if you head on over to preparewithbards.com, preparewithbards.com, you're going to find three-month food units, packets, however you want to call them, that are designed for one person for three months. And it's the type of nutritious food that you need that you can literally have peace of mind to store it and set it aside. And that is absolutely essential in this point in time. And My Patriot Supply offers high-quality nutritious foods all the way through, and they last for years. So in this critical time when we're seeing storms and we know that there's an impending economic collapse and we're seeing inflation shoot up out of out of everywhere, and we know the motives of this government, control the food, control the people, we need to make sure you're stocked up well. And in spite of, even if you have preps already, this is one of the great things to have as a baseline for everything because it is it ensures that it, three months of food supply is set aside for you and it will be good no matter what. It's also very portable. So again, go to preparewithbards.com, preparewithbards.com. All these links are below the podcast. And you'll get 20% off when you go there and free shipping. So check it out. My Patriot Supply is top-notch. Really happy to have them on board. You won't be disappointed. So this is a, you know, I was giving a lot of thought today and through the weekend of kind of where we're sitting. And I'm, I'm going to go over some things tonight of just kind of reality checks on some places that we're at. We're literally right now looking at three pillars of influence are of critical information, critical truths that are literally going to shake the world. And these three pillars begin with how the world's financial system is built. And what it's built on is child sex trafficking. That whole human sex trafficking, particularly child sex trafficking, which breaks off into the many variants from child harvesting for all sorts of things, organs and body parts, the, the sacrifice of unborn and the, and the transition of that into the, to the selling of body parts and cells and fetal cells and all that other stuff. And just the use of children for sex trafficking as a whole, all of that builds the foundation of the world's economics. And that's the backstop to everything. So as we build up from there, then we get into the next part, which is that foundation is what the elites trade in for power and control, and then they've created a money system. And the money system is right out of Babylon, and it's complete Ponzi scheme. Everything about the game that we play in always gives them the advantage and always puts us in debt and in slave debt. And no matter what you do is, I mean, when you unless you're paying cash for everything and making sure that you're preserving your sovereignty in that process, you are always going to get hooked into that. So as an example is, and I used this the other night, if you're going to buy a car, 
or we'll just say it this way. You're going to, you need a new car, a car. It doesn't mean a new one, but you need a car. And in the world where we work with, with father, we're going to pray on that. And opportunities, if we trust in him, will open up to where we will get a car. And there's something will happen. Maybe it'll be a horse. I don't know. But father will provide. There's no question about it, but that's our trust in him. Maybe you'll get a motorcycle. Maybe you get a scooter. But you're going to get what you need for the, as, as we put our prayer and trust in him. But in this beast system, and Satan steps in right there, and he'll say, and you'll get the whisper. It's like, I can get you a new car now. And you'll say, yeah, but I don't have the money. And it'll be like, don't worry about it. We'll finance it. And the minute that happens, you get roped into the beast system. Debt and debt slavery is critical to that. So we have an awakening going on across the world. And it's not just a knowledge awakening. It's an awakening in the power of the Holy Spirit. And it's awakening of realizing that people have to go back and start accepting Jesus. And that is happening. It may not be happening as fast as we like, but it is happening. And as people start to awaken to the power of God, then they're looking for the way to him. And that's where more and more they're hopefully finding their way through good, I'll just say guides, disciples, and they're then being able to walk and accept and go through the process of being reborn into Jesus. And through that, it's Christ through the Father. But as all of this is happening, what we are seeing is an awareness that we are starting to realize that the world is being run by child sex trafficking. And with that, we also are realizing how much of a Babylonian beast system, this Ponzi scheme of an economic system we're in is, and how it's all designed to keep us enslaved. And as that awakening happens on those levels between the knowledge of what's going on and the strength in our faith, well, guess what happens? They launch COVID and they launch the real death, the real killer, which is the death shot. So as they do that, the whole idea is that we become a greater liability than it's worth. And so they seek to do either to kill us off or to transition those that will survive into a new type of human that they call transhuman. This is happening everywhere and simultaneously. And all of the things that you're seeing from the communist, what we call the communist agenda, which is really more of a fascist control system, from CRT, QT, and Common Core, those things are all designed to undo the the knowledge that you had and prepare you for a new programmed future. Even the boosters now are using terminologies that are in alignment with transhumanism, telling people to come get their immune system updated. That's right out of the transhumanist doctrine. All of this is to destroy the human genome and ultimately to destroy us. And so this leaves a very unknown future. So before we jump in further, I just want to draw your attention to one very important piece, which is to make sure as we talk through tonight that you're also maintaining the security in your home and your skills to protect your home and your family. 
If there was ever a story that best encapsulated how bad crime has become, it's the one about Starbucks providing baristas with active shooter training because our cities aren't safe anymore. And while the Supreme Court has made it easier for you to conceal carry for protection, it's your responsibility to be properly trained. That's why I endorse iTarget Pro. This system allows you to dry fire practice with your actual firearm anytime in the safety and privacy of your own home. No more inconvenient trips to the range and you will save a ton on practice ammo. Just download iTarget's proprietary app, load the laser bullet into your firearm and start your training experience. Improve muscle memory, reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger control, and much more. iTarget Pro comes in all the major calibers, including .223, so you can stay sharp with almost any firearm. Save 10% plus free shipping with the offer code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, when you go to iTargetPro.com right now. This is the smartest investment in your ability to safely and effectively handle your firearm. Plus, it will pay for itself in one day. That's the letter I, targetpro.com, itargetpro.com. Offer code is BARDS, B-A-R-D-S. This is something you want to have. All these links are below the podcast. So, Patriots, when we start to really look at, let's begin with uh, 30 seconds of how insane our current world has become. Remember, they want to, one of the things to control people is food. It's critical. And they're waging a war on food, not only by sourcing, but they want to convince everybody that the that they sh- should not be eating any animal products. And, of course, PETA is the all-star taking the lead on that insanity. So as much as I don't like Piers Morgan, this is a 32-second piece that's pretty, pretty good. Uh, PETA, the, um, the animal rights group, who've announced uh, that apparently um, – meat eaters should be banned from having sex. Uh, And their explanation is that devouring sausages and schnitzel, this is the German Peter announced this, is a symptom of toxic masculinity killing the planet. They called on women to go on sex strike to save the world. And they cited research saying that men cause 41% more greenhouse gas emissions than women because they consume more meat. Yeah, I never thought that schnitzel would be the end of the earth, but apparently it is. And I'm not even a big fan of schnitzel. I I would much rather have a Italian spicy sausage roasted on a grill, kind of get it with grill marks and a little bit char, really good. Make sure that it's got a lot of animal fat in it too, the right consistency. And if you're a pita, I just want you to know, I prefer my steaks so that they're just quickly grilled and they're kind of raw on the inside. If it's still wiggling off the animal, I'm okay with that too. So, Peta, thanks for your contribution, but we don't care. That's the bottom line. So, yeah, it's 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 called bleu in French, and it's literally hot, hot sear, hot, hot sear on both sides. So you get a nice seal, and then you open it up, and it's just basically raw. It's the best. They still love it. It Sometimes it'll even still be mooing on your plate, which is great. But anyway, so we're going to keep eating meat, and we're not going to worry about them too much. Uh, By the way, just so I say it, since we're on food, I had the best BLTs yesterday. Fresh garden tomatoes, fresh garden lettuce. You You have to have it with great bread, and I got some local bread. It's awesome. And then bacon from 
the I had this actually from a local farm that grew the pig and butchered it, and they did their own bacon right there. Oh my goodness, that just it, it's just it still had the oink in it. It was that good. So that's that's what you want for a summertime great sandwich. So BLT, that's that's it right there. So that's a little off topic, but man, it started to make me think about it. That's good. Might have to make one tomorrow again. Anyway, so we're dealing with obviously mass insanity. And we go back to the principles of control. The principles of truth that they're trying to hide are child sex trafficking, the money laundering and Ponzi scheme of the economic system, and of course, the consequences of what they've done to humanity, which is the death shot. If those three things right there, there's not a government in the world that will stand. And when the governments start to fall and people come to shock of this, which are still a lot of people deeply asleep, where, where do you think they're going to turn? And it's instinctive because really we're wired for that. And they're going to be turning to, oh, God, help me. And there's a long walk from that to being where they need to be, but that's where our role becomes so significant. And that's truly, truly helping them see John 14, 6. Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. That's pretty critical, obviously, right? So <clears throat> I think it's under, critical to understand, though, how deep this system is. And what we're witnessing right now is not new. It's just that we're new to waking up. The banking system is old. It's Babylonian. Big Pharma is actually pretty old, but people don't realize it. Take a listen to this two-minute overview of the history of, of Big Pharma. Around the same time that John D. Rockefeller seized U.S. media, he also hijacked U.S. medicine. When it was discovered that drugs could be produced from petroleum, America's top oil mogul ordered his army of propagandists to invert reality accordingly. Medicines used for thousands of years were suddenly classified as alternative, while the new, petroleum-based, highly addictive, and patentable drugs were declared the gold standard. After buying a German pharmaceutical company that manufactured chemicals of war for Adolf Hitler, Rockefeller leveraged his political influence by pressing Congress to declare natural healing modalities unscientific quackery. Rockefeller then took control of the American Medical Association and began offering massive grants to top medical schools under the mandate that only his approved curriculum be taught. Any mention of the healing powers of herbs, plants, and diet was erased from most medical textbooks. Doctors and professors who objected to Rockefeller's plan were crucified by the media, removed from the AMA, and stripped of their license to teach and practice medicine. Those who dared to speak out were arrested and jailed. When evidence began to emerge that petroleum-based medicines were causing cancer, Mr. Rockefeller founded the American Cancer Society through which he suppressed that information. John D. Rockefeller is duly credited as the founder of the pharmaceutical industry and the reason that medical error is currently the third leading cause of death in America. This is not an indictment against doctors. More than anyone, they are under the stranglehold of the single largest lobbying power in Washington. Every year, the pharmaceutical industry spends at least twice the amount as big oil to influence laws, policies, and public perception. Thanks to Mr. Rockefeller, the architect of American monopolies, no industry has more power over our lives than Big Pharma.
always the institutions that you trust. And while the author of that piece says that it's not an indictment against doctors, I'll make the indictment against doctors not based on the control, but for being stupid and willfully so. The lack of understanding and the lack, the lack of desire to question when things are happening right before them is criminal. And this is where we're dealing with right now, where people are still locked into systems that they've built, a network of things. Some of it's banking, some of it's health insurance, some of it's pharmaceutical, some of it's education, but they're locked into all these networks. But as we look specifically at the hospital network, we understand very clearly what's going on. That the hospitals have now become obedient to a protocol. And what I just recently learned from Dr. Merritt, which is stunning, is that the protocol that they're following is an artificial intelligence-based protocol. So you can get a pretty good idea that this AI is probably not friendly to humans and probably sees humans the same way that its masters see humans, which is we're cattle and parasitic. And so whatever's needed to exterminate us is being done. But those that should be thinking on the front line have it. So much of all of this gets down to being the bankruptcy of our of the morality of the culture, which again always centers back to the same thing, our relationship in Christ. So one of the things that I saw when I was working in Fort Meade and then later in the labs was the rise of Google in the area of developing nano blood and transhumanist methodologies. Very few people realize that Google X Labs is deeply involved or I guess it's now called Google X, but it was deeply involved in the development of many of the things that are currently being included in the shots, the mRNA, the graphene oxide, the, all of these pieces. So take a listen to this short piece by Robert Kennedy Jr. You know, one thing people need to know is, is that Google is a vaccine company. Google's parent company, Alphabet and Verily, um, have a, a series of sister subsidiaries of Google's that actually manufacture vaccines, flu vaccines, and other vaccines, and they're make, and they're partnering with all the pharmaceutical companies. So Google has a seven hundred and sixty-one million dollar partnership with Glaxo, and what they're doing is they're harvesting medical information. That's a huge part of their business. And then they're selling it to the pharmaceutical companies. They're partnering with the pharmaceutical companies so that they can uh, use that medical, they can tell what your buying habits are. They can hear you cough listening to Siri. And that um, all of these, you know, the surveillance systems they're erecting and the informational systems and how we use them and what we purchase is all turned into sellable data is now going to the vaccine companies and the big pharmaceutical companies and they're partnered with them. And so, you know, they're really just part of the big part of the industry. Oh, they're huge. And they're working in concert with Google's working in concert with DARPA, working in concert with the CIA, working in concert with several of the labs that are dealing in the Northeast. One's near, one is up near um, MIT. Another one is and in fact, MIT's getting in, working in concert with DOD, but Google's involved in many of these things, including the human testing labs that they have up on the East Coast. So what you're, what you're witnessing here right now is a full force agenda 
it ultimately comes down to the reality that people are waking up to the scam. And there's only one way to deal with that, and that is to try to get hold of the slaves once again. And we are slaves and we're cattle to them. So this is really a time in which as we are going through this, I would say there's many, many parallels to Exodus. And I've mentioned this before, and just in my own commentary, I've referred to this as Exodus 2.0. Because we're really going through a period where we're having to go witness atrocities and death. We're having to witness the, the horrors of many of these, quote, plagues and curses that have come upon us. But most of that has come about from our willingness to put our allegiance into the state rather than put our faith in God. And that, that's the, the tra- trap that we currently have. Jeremiah 17, 5 Thus says the Lord, cursed is the man who trusts in mankind and makes flesh his strength and whose heart turns away from the Lord. We're a nation of that. And we're a nation of of turning away and we're a world for that matter, having turned our heart away from the Lord. And right now, so much of this reveal and so much of this pain that we're witnessing hopefully is steering people back. And I think on a national level, we're starting to see this happen more and more. But it's not going to, the propensity for people to constantly turn towards the political machine to solve the problem is one of the greatest traps that we face. This narrative that's going on right now, talking about voting and how it's this 2022 election is going to be the most significant vote ever and we're going to take back Congress and how we're going to overdo the algorithms. If that was the case, then President Trump would be president right now. And I say this very candidly, and this is one of the, I listened to President Trump's rally speech last night out of Michigan, and he, he did say this. If we, if we play this game, if we, if we vote a lot, this is how we'll overload the algorithms. We did vote in 2020. We did vote in mass, and still the system was rigged and it was thrown. So I'm, I'm just throwing up a red flag of caution right now, which I'm going to get back to here at the end of just how crazy this thing really could be. Because the more that we're willing to accept men as the solution to this problem, the more we're going to keep repeating this like a cycle on a washing machine. We need to be putting our eyes on Jesus and working through that path with those foundations and Christ to the Father. If we have any chance, and we do have, I mean, I shouldn't say it that way, but for us to walk that way to be separate from this world. Unfortunately, we say we're not of this world, but we act like we are. We get caught in these OODA loops of believing, putting our faith, that there's going to be faith in the vote that it's going to change. Now, our only vote really needs to go to heaven. The paper vote, I'm not telling you not to vote, okay, to be clear about this. But I am telling you, unless you're putting your first vote to heaven and to to Father, then it's first of all, it's just a mute mood exercise. But secondly, you shouldn't have any attachment to what's going to come out of this vote. And that's the key piece here is that we're still trying to look at the system to solve the problem when this is much bigger than us. So let's go back to banking a little bit. And I want you to hear this piece It's really a good piece by 
written by a British parliamentarian that pretty much lays out exactly what this Babylonian system that we're in is doing. It is my opinion that you do not really understand the concept of banking. All the banks are broke. Uh, Bank Santander, Deutsche Bank, Royal Bank of Scotland, they're all broke. And why are they broke? It isn't an act of God. It isn't some sort of tsunami. They're broke because we have a system called fractional reserve banking, which means that banks can lend money that they don't actually have. It's a criminal scandal, and it's been going on for too long. To add to that problem, you have moral hazard, a very significant moral hazard from the political sphere. And most of the problem starts in politics and central banks, which are part of the same political system. We have counterfeiting, sometimes called quantitative easing, but counterfeiting by any other name. The artificial printing of money, which if any ordinary person did, they'd go to prison for a very long time. And yet governments and central banks do it all the time. Central banks repress the amount of interest that rate, rates are, so we don't have the real cost of money. And yet we blame the real retail banks for manipulating LIBOR. The sheer effrontery of this is quite astonishing. It's central banks. It's central banks that manipulate interest rates, Commissioner. And plus, underneath all this, we talk loosely, in a rather cavalier fashion, do we not, about deposit guarantees. So when banks go broke through their own incompetence and chicanery, the taxpayer picks up the tab. It's theft from the taxpayer. And until we start sending bankers, and I include central bankers and politicians, to prison for this outrage, it will continue. I guess the part that stuns me is how we've walked into this system. I shouldn't say it stuns me because we've moved God out of every single part of our lives. And we've moved the biblical teachings out of every single part of our lives. Let me read a couple things here. Let's start with John 2, 13, 16. And the Passover of the Jews was near and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. And he found in the temple those who were selling oxen and sheep and doves and the money changers, i.e. bankers, seated at their tables. And he made a scourge of cords and drove them out of the temple and the sheep and the oxen. And he poured out the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. And those who were selling the doves, he said, take these things away. Stop making my father's house a place of business. Deuteronomy 23:19, you shall not charge interest to your countrymen interest on money, food, or anything that may be loaned at interest. It's pretty clear. I think when we look at Deuteronomy twenty-three twenty-one, I think this is important. When you make a vow to the Lord your God, you shall not delay to pay it, for it would be sin in you, and the Lord your God will surely require it of you. Wouldn't it be amazing if we had to make the vow to God to repay something every time we, t- we took out money. That'd be a very interesting thing. And then Proverbs 22, 7, the rich rules over the poor and the borrower becomes the lender's slave. All the knowledge has been here right before us. And yet we willfully and dutif- dutif- dutifully ob- oblige to so much of this debt enslavement system. It's quite amazing to me. And in spite of all that, 
people are still looking to God and saying, how do I get out of this? What do I do? And what's, what's, what am I going to do about this? Well, we create the problem. Therefore, we have to be part of the solution. And this is really where we have to start looking at where things are going. There is a, a rise in chatter right now, and it's happening on many accounts across the spectrum. You're getting notifications of an emergency channel on ham radios that you can tune into if the whole system goes down. That was posted the other day by Praying Mantis. I'm sorry, Medic. Um, then you you had to, uh, you have a, Wano Saban saying that the military is going to intercede this month. And you've got a White Rabbit Q that's posting the same type of thing, that there's a war going on in the Pentagon and that they're repositioning and they're going to be getting ready to have a military coup. All that may be true. I have no idea. But here's the problem is that people keep looking to that as the solution. The military will intercede when things get so bad that there's two sides that, that this country starts to approach a civil war. That's ultimately its red line. But I need you to think about this as we talk through this to realize where we come in and where our relationship is in terms of looking at the institutions of men versus the, inst- versus the power of the Lord. People are desperate right now to see things change. And change is not difficult. If we're putting our faith and trust in God and working fearlessly in our communities to disciple, to build bridges, to confront evil, to be persistent with that, to talk to our sheriffs, to be organizing our local communities, even if that community isn't right where we live, but it's dispersed dispersed people within a county, all of these things start to come together to build awareness, build truth, and to stand people up, and it becomes, in a way, a rebuilding of a wall so that we're standing in the gap. All of that is centered in our faith in God. Literally, I mean, if we are not putting Father God first on everything, then we are, we are starting to slip away from the main objective of why we're even doing this. But we're losing our purpose along the way in a deep way. And we're forgetting very much what, why we are here. Let, Matthew six nineteen to 21 applies here. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in or steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Our heart right now as a nation is still too much into the incursion and the tyranny that has now exposed itself in our government. And if we're going to be honest, it's been there for most of our lives. It's just now has a more virulent face and an aggressive move. But as we look to solving the problem through institutions, it's again trying to solve the problems through the trusting in man rather than in God. Our nation was built in such a way that God was on the throne. That was the Declaration of Independence. And it is God on the throne and that he is, that's our king. And when we're there and we descend and we are subordinate to him, government is then subordinate to the people. So why is it that we are constantly looking at government to fix the problems that we've allowed to happen? 
And so we go back to our military as an example. And the willingness of people to say, and I've been reading way too much of this in the last few days, and it just on so many accounts right now buzzing, that there's going to be some sort of form that the prediction is, don't have any idea if this is true. This is very Q-esque. And it's, there's a lot of Q proofs that are starting to surface up that have some correlation. So people are looking at this saying, okay, we're going to have a global martial law that's going to go into effect. Militaries are going to do all the arrests and they're going to restore the world to the power of the people. Well, here's my problem with that narrative. And I'm not saying whether that narrative is going to happen or not, but the, my problem is trusting in the military right now is a very dangerous place to be. When a military intercedes, and likely it will intercede at a point when things get to be so bad that they are looking at a civil war, the military steps in as the center line. This is very important to comprehend this. People keep looking at the military to be the protectors of the Constitution. By now, you should know that they're not. They aren't doing anything about for enemies domestic. They're worried about ghost enemies foreign, like supporting the war in Ukraine. And that sort of nonsense, which is a complete falsity. This is the same military right now that has mandated vaccinations across 90% of its force, that the 120,000 great soldiers that are standing up against this illegal order, they are working overtime to figure out how to kick them out of the military with a less than honorable discharge, at least some even as low as dishonorable, to suspend their benefits and affect and take away all of their savings that they earned through their position in the military. This is how the military is operating. It's purging everybody right now that is a loyal patriot to the republic. So start putting this in your own perspective and be honest as we must be because this again is falling to the trap of trusting in men. Jeremiah 17, 5, thus says the Lord, cursed is the man who trusts in mankind and makes the flesh his strength and whose heart turns away from the Lord. The, the, economic, the engine of this world order is massive and it's beyond our understanding of how big it is. I want you to listen to this two minute and 44 second piece of the economic predictions for 2023, the year ahead, just to give you an idea of how many pieces are actually moving right now that are not disrupted by the truth movement, but are still pushing forward to create an enslavement economic system. And they're working around the clock. Take a listen. Here's my prediction of the next 12 months. This is just based on historical data, where we're at economically and globally. With the pound collapsing down on Monday and the Bank of England going into full crisis mode on Wednesday. And the why behind that is they have a massive liquidity crisis. Well, the globe is in a massive liquidity crisis. America specifically, GDP versus debt is backwards. All the gross domestic products we have in the United States, we could sell all of it, we can't pay off our debt. And this is due to QE, quantitative easing, the printing of money with nothing back in it. We've been in a low interest rate environment since 1980s, and money has been very, very cheap. And anytime there was issues, they just turned the printing machine on. So here's my prediction of what's going to happen within the next 12 months. You're gonna see more and more countries go into a liquidity crisis, 
Interest rates are going to go through the roof. They're going to work to cool inflation. And what that does is it knocks off the normal everyday person from their hardworking jobs because that's what happens when inflation needs to be cooled. They can't raise prices because it's too expensive to buy anything. And so in order to keep the business going, you have to let go of the most expensive thing, which is payroll. You're going to start, start to see a lot of jobs leveraged towards technology. That's what Jerome Powell said. Leverage towards technology in the middle class is going to start to get replaced. The engine of the U.S. economy, small businesses, are going to come collapsing down because they won't be able to afford to employ people. It'll be too expensive to borrow to keep the business going. And we have another cliff coming in the small business world. Many small businesses were bailed out with these big loans that were deferred. And I'll be doing a YouTube video on this next week. Those loans are coming due. So now small businesses that were cruising along with stimulus money, with the support, are now going to have large payments back to these loans. So at the same time, everything is happening together. But there is a solve that's been built behind the scenes. This is not conspiracy. This is actually happening behind the scenes. Distributed ledger technology, central bank digital currency, even playing field, financial inclusion, the World Economic Forum, central banks, the BIS, the G7, are all working behind the scenes in a coordinated effort to bring in a central bank digital currency. When everything comes collapsing down, they're going to create liquidity by moving money at the speed of light 24-7, seven days a week. Welcome to your new financial system. Bingo. And there you go. That's the trap. And this is why we've talked so much about preparing for a moment to step outside of this system. And I know people say to me, like, how is this going to be done? How are we going to do it? Look, I don't have all the answers. I just know that I have a lot of trust and faith in the Lord in this. And that as we're staying true with him and we're doing as we should in the sense of Joseph filling the silos, we're preparing ourselves for this moment of having to sustain away from the system, building our local communities, building our local networks, building in with this network of those who walk in Christ. We start to find a way through this that may not be clear to us now, but it will continue to evolve. So we, if we're going to continue to look at the institution to fix it for us, we're going to arrive there, which was, at, as he stated at the end, he mentions the WEF, he mentions the G7, because they are working around the clock to introduce a CBDC. CBDCs, I don't care if he's, if if they do say that they're including ledger technology, the bottom line is that the ledger technology is not unhackable. In fact, the way they're building the CBDC is to create a programmable currency so that everybody has to register with the system. You have to connect in with the system and they will provide mass amounts of liquidity in the replacement of the jobs that are lost, they'll start offering what's called a universal basic income. But watch out, they'll probably call it just Sarah. They'll do debt forgiveness and they'll start dumping massive amounts of money into the system. And this is where we're going to lose a lot of people, including people that are good researchers, good patriots, and especially a bunch of Christians. Because what they're going to do is they're going to see this and they're going to convince themselves that this is a gift from God. I'm telling you it's coming. And it's going to be very tragic to watch it happen because in the end, there is nothing that's ever given for free. Not when it comes from them. 
And when you start talking about the military is going to reset the world and make all these arrests, remember the motive for doing this is that the things have become so bad in the civil society that the military is having to step in to prevent a civil war. This is a very critical issue to comprehend what I just said there. That means if you or I stand on the side of the Declaration of Independence and stand there as is our duty to throw off tyranny, the military doesn't care about that. They are going to say that we must stand down or be arrested if we continue to pursue that way of thinking because they will not allow a civil war. They will give Antifa the equal choice. Think about this. And the worst part about it is, is you're dealing with a military now that has been indoctrinated into this woke ideology. They're more interested in getting their weenie snipped, worried about their pronouns and deciding what gender they're going to be than dealing with the enemy's domestic and the Constitution and the preservation of the Republic. Now, I know that sounds, that may be disheartening to some people who have have all their hopes on, but here's the thing that's going to end up happening if you are not aware of this. And you have to be suspect of anybody coming into your life in your communities. Too many people drop to their knees and, uh, figuratively speaking, the minute that they see a soldier in uniform and they throw up their arms and they go, oh, thank you for your service. Folks, this is not the same military that I was with. This is a different military. The heroes that I keep talking about are those that are standing up against this vax. Those are people that are American heroes. But you're not going to see them. You're going to see the ones that are vaxxed. You're going to see the ones that have played, that have gone along with this new woke garbage to preserve their positions and their jobs because that was more important than standing up against illegal orders. I need you to get that really processed deeply. So we are dealing with a broken military. For those in uniform, if you're listening and you, and you feel this is unjust, I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. Because the truth is that the institution of the military in its leadership is deeply corrupted. And there are measures being passed across these states. We already have it passed in Florida and a couple other states where they are already building up the foundations for a medical tyranny type ruling so that when they enact these rules for another, quote, pandemic, the military has full authority to force you to be vaxxed because it suspends all civil liberties. That's already on the books in Florida, by the way, just so I say it. So we have to get very real about where we are and where we are going as a nation. There are three essential paths before us. And one of those paths is dark. It is the progressive liberal path, the give away everything, own nothing, you'll rent everything, you'll be happy, transhumanist, high-speed path to forever enslavement, meta, the whole thing. The center path is the one that's telling you your vote is going to change everything in November. It's a lie because we haven't fixed 2020. And so the, the conspiracy that spins out of that, out of the Q movement in particular, is that, well, the White Hats have fixed it behind the scenes. That's what they're trying to tell us. Patriots, nothing has been fixed. See, if we're going to really gauge every single person as we go forward here, 
we have to start looking at some principal issues of every candidate that's before us, and you have to start hitting these hard. You have to ask if they have accepted and walk with Jesus. I'm sorry if that offends those that are like, actually, I'm not sorry. I'm not even going to apologize. We're not, a, we're not a country that was built on any other faith except Christianity. Our founding fathers walked with Christ. So we need to be asking that question. We need to be putting our votes to those that are going to be walking with, with Christ. They have to have a hard position of against abortion. No compromise. That has to be. They have to be adamantly supportive of the Constitution and know that the Constitution needs to be followed as it was originally drafted in the Republic, not this variation after 1871. That means true power back to the people. That means government subordinate to the people. And that goes along with all of the Bill of Rights, First Amendment, Second Amendment, and so forth. Each person in here that's, that we're looking at needs to be adamant about the fact that child sex trafficking needs to stop immediately and will be investigated, exposed, and every resource available in this nation will be used to crush child sex trafficking. This is, again, back to this whole nonsense that's been going on that there's going to be global martial law and the military is going to reset the world. Okay, so how come that we're so, why is it that we're so willing to go to war in Ukraine, start ramping up for some other wars with China and other places, and we're so willing to accept that the military is going to impose martial law to do arrests, but we're not willing to have the conversation that every available resource needs to go to stopping child sex trafficking, end, period, no more discussion. But we're not doing that because, again, we're being led astray on this nation. Remember the three things I said that people that are the core of this economy and the core of our reality that the elite are trying to obscure, and they're trying to obscure it now with wars and other distractions, but they, it is what makes defines our time. Child sex trafficking is the fundamental baseline of everything in our nation. It's what makes the engine work globally. It's what allows elites to control each other. It's what allows elites to keep people in perpetual fear. It's what allows elites to traffic and to preserve their own life with adrenochrome, with baby part research, whatever else they're doing. It's nuts. And don't let us not forget their ritual sacrifice, which they do in volumes. We're heading into one of the biggest sacrificial points of the year, which is Halloween, where they sacrifice and celebrate the murder of God's children to give them power through their gods of Baal and Moloch. This is real. And we have sat back here as the public and allowed them to dumb us down as a public as a whole and convince us that this is just not true. That doesn't happen. It's not that bad. It is a, that is one of your greatest pandemics. So we have that. And then you have the financial system because they know what they're doing. They're going to break this financial system. They've already way overstressed it. They're, they've gone way beyond it and they're getting ready to roll in the replacement because they know that if they can break the financial system as they will, People can't buy food and there's already not going to be enough food and there's going to be scarcity. So where do you think that's going? And those that fall, and there will be many, because they didn't listen, they aren't, don't, aren't 
working as they should to be diligent in their life, they will become victims of their own process. And in so doing, they will have no choice but to turn to the beast system unless, and this is the big one right here, unless we work in our communities to truly build up the true nature of the ecclesia, meaning that we are resource supplies and, and extra excess, and that we're working together to do that with our fellow believers so that we become literally that shining light on the hill that when others see how we're doing and we're able to help in return, they will be drawn out of the dark system and into the light to understand that the process forward isn't to reach out your hands and wait for the government to pour in a few nonsense coins that they control, but rather to understand the power of control and the power, the power of freedom that God gives when we get our hands dirty and sow seeds. We are in a critical point. We are literally at the valley of decision, and it rests on us. So as we continue, as we have so many people looking to Trump to fix it, and Trump's going to be back, and the military is going to fix it, and the military is going to be into stepping in, all of that is trusting in the institutions of men, and it will fail. But we have this other fantastic path. This is the third path, and is this glorious path, and it's eyes on Jesus and through Christ to the Father. And, and Father is leading us here. It's like everything you need, trust in me. It doesn't say it's going to be easy. So if you understand about firefighting, you understand that firefighters in the forest, like when we have big forest fires, they carry a fire tent with them on their hip. It's a heat-resistant tent that is quickly set up that they can deploy in a matter of seconds off of their hip, and they can slip into it. It's a one-man tent. They typically lay face down in this thing. It looks Many of them look like foil. And when that fire breaks the line and it jumps and it comes at them in a surge, they can quickly deploy this, get inside of it, and zip it down, and they will, be, they will survive. It doesn't mean that they won't get a little bit burned, like first degrees. They might get a little bit of hair singe, depending on how intense the fire is. They're definitely going to be hot and they're going to be uncomfortable, but they'll survive. That's where we have to build to, to understand that everybody's going to be affected by what's coming. Everybody. This B system isn't stopping. And to be quite honest with you, I don't know if we're looking at what we're looking at in this entire system. So what I want to end with is a little bizarre way of ending, but I want you just to hear this different narrative to look at the optics of how crazy of a world this might actually be. You see, when we look at this world, we keep being affected by trauma. They are controlling us through trauma. That is the principal issue, trauma and fear and threat of, of an enemy. Those tools have been used and mastered by the Nazis and brought over here unto our country, and that's how they control everybody. Fear, an enemy, and trauma. When you have those three in play, you can control anything with people that are not awake. So I need you to just take a look for a minute with your eye, mind open, and realize that most of the mass shootings in this country were with crisis actors. And I'm not saying people didn't die, 
But we do know that the majority of people involved in these bigger ones were crisis actors because we never have, there's always some events that are real because that's how they substantiate it. But crisis actors are a huge part of this. Why would you have crisis actors? Because they're not really, they're creating the the illusion of trauma and fear and an enemy, but they're not actually having to conduct the crime of murder but we fall for it and we do a good job at falling for it. How many times you have people like don't even know anybody and they're like crying over a school shooting, like, Oh, these poor children. It's like, okay, I get it. But show me the funeral, show me the death certificates. And they don't, they never appear, but people still believe the story. So walk with me on this crazy little, we'll call it a tin hat journey right now. And how crazy this world could be. I want to go back to the assassination of John F. Kennedy. And I want to point out that we've never seen the body. Now, everybody is, there's a lot of this like JFK's alive, JF, John, F., John Jr.'s alive. Here it is. Maybe. But we always assume that a good guy, a good team saved them. Patriots, the elites are the elites. They play like good cop and bad cop. There is an entire possibility that the entire JFK assassination was rigged from the beginning to set the country into a trauma cycle that it could not get over and that very much today we are being played once again by the bodies of politics because they're doing good cop, bad cop right before our very eyes and what are we not doing as a nation? All the way through this, we fail to put our eyes onto God. My bottom line is I don't trust anybody in government at this point, anybody in politics. There's only one place I put my eyes. Now, remember what I just said. That's just a a crazy tin hat theory I just said. I openly admit it's a crazy tin hat theory. You can say, Bard said a crazy tin hat theory. I don't care. But here's my point. We are getting played. Only trust in Jesus. And when you do that, all this other stuff falls away. No matter what they do, no matter what ups and downs they give, the military tribunals, no military tribunals, when you have your eyes on Jesus, you're not waiting for someone to fix it. You're walking with Christ, listening to Father, obeying as he wants us to walk. We are weathering the storm with him. We are literally creating a fire tent over our lives and our homes and our families. And it will get hot and it will be a little uncomfortable, but we will endure this fight just fine. But you have to literally start realizing that this thing could be so well orchestrated. These people aren't necessarily dumb. I mean, you have two sides, apparently white hat and black hat is what we're told. The one thing I can tell you after going through this again and again and again is both sides agree on a common issue. That technology is the way of the future and transhumanism is at the core. I'm not playing that game. And in this process, I have yet to hear of more than a couple of politicians Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson is one of these exceptions who gives credit to Father God and gives credit to Jesus for his victory. Everybody else is always about themselves. And therein lies our critical problem. 
Our nation is one nation under God. Not one nation under a politician's name, not one nation under the president, not one nation under Congress, not one nation under the Corporation of the District of Columbia, not one nation under the Corporation of the United States of America. It's one nation under God, and they hate God. And unless they're proclaiming Jesus in their life, they're not in the same path we are. So, bottom line on all of this, is Jeremiah 6.16. Thus says the Lord, stand by the ways and seek and ask for the ancient paths where the good way is and walk in it and you will find rest for your souls. But they said, we will not walk in it. Patriots, that's the valley, the decision, the moment that stands before each of us. Where will you walk? If you're going to put eyes on the institutions of men, on the men of the institutions and those in uniform and etc., to save the day, You're choosing not to walk in it. If you're going to put eyes on the Lord and you're going to seek the ancient paths, you will find rest for your soul. Let us pray. Father, we come to you tonight blessed, eyes open, and very wary of a long journey that we're worn down and weary by a long journey that we have been taken. And it has been a long one. And with this, as people tire, we also know that there's vulnerabilities in being fatigued because people seek to have things resolved. Father, we pray tonight just for the strength that you can bring to each heart of every patriot, that resolve that replenishes beautiful touch of you, Jesus, that reinvigorates. And through that, the standing up, the, the healing through the blood of Christ, to be able to look now ahead and say, that mountain is a mountain I can climb. This narrow path is the path that I choose and will stay on. I will not be distracted or tempted by the things that are across my path. I will keep my eyes on Jesus. I will walk as Father guides me. And I will trust implicitly in all that he guides me to do. Father, we pray for that strength in each and every patriot. That clarity of sight, that clarity in in what we hear and what we see. These are times right now when the enemy is throwing everything it can against us. But we also know that as we stand boldly with our armor, We know that these principalities that are beyond our reach cannot touch us, that we will stand. We will be able to pursue and overcome. Thank you, Father, for your blessings. Jesus, just thank you for all that's been done for us to sacrifice us as you lead us now under your banner. Guide us and protect us. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. A lot of noise, and we have to avoid the noise, stay focused on what's before us to understand what the enemy's doing, not get wrapped up into the emotion of what the enemy wants to provoke, and then once we, as we see the continued movement of the enemy, we continue to keep our eyes on Jesus, and we continue to move through this, and we get through it beautifully. 
But the walk isn't going to be easy because Father God doesn't want things to be easy. He's never going to make things easy because we're being refined. And through the process, we grow closer to him. And we're being refined in a way to become aware of our sins. We're being refined in a way to constantly find our repentance for those sins and every time to stand up closer to that throne. Above all, trust in Jesus and trust in Father. That's a way forward that is beautiful, it's poetic, it's romantic, and it's fierce all in one breath. Patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil, never relent, always press into the fight. God is with us. He will never forsake us. And in the end, God will always win. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. Walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tomorrow for Bended Knee, until then or until the next time. God bless. Good night. Thank you. And out for now. Oh, I want to feel something. I just want to breathe again. Dive into the deepest end. Oh, I want to feel something. Let me get back in my body.